right and the left. That's correct. You are. Because you're living on a line. It's a linear expansion in this direction and the other one. It has infinite length but infinitesimal gain. Timeline Only one dimension for you to meet your friends in meters on the line. Officially live. Today is Step Wednesday. Forward. Oh God, there he is. Here he is. Oh boy, he's coming in. Oh, no. this is earlier than I expected. I'm not gonna lie, Jake. This why is... don't you, uh, since one of our co-hosts is late, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and sit in Aaron's seat, um, and we will deal with Aaron as 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 he comes in. Okay, that sounds good. Ooh, nice chair. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh. Can I ask you to lean into Aaron's mic a little bit, or uh, Bird? Is that mic level okay? Uh, we're about to find out. Yeah, All right. Let me, let me see. I've been having an issue with my with this mic, so with Aaron's mic, yeah. Yeah, with Aaron's mic, right? With Aaron's mic mm-hmm. in our studio. In our, studio, we're very yeah. unfair to our guests. Uh huh. <laughs> we are very unfair to our guests. We demand a lot of them. <laughs> A to lot. suspend belief. Which is <laughs> why the listeners will know we've increasingly decreased the presence of guests on the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think this is going to have to do it because I can't. Uh, okay. I can't change well, that's fine. We'll just have Aaron fix his mic when, uh, when he comes in. I'm uh, not, so, to be honest, yeah. I'm not even sure if the audio is being picked up. So, what I'm going to do. It for you, Jacob, is if it doesn't come out, I'll get a nice AI voice or maybe an impression okay. going over just to make sure we catch your words. Okay, that sounds good. Love it. Okay. Uh, so Jake, you want to uh, come? You came on here to uh, promote Childerberg. A... What even is Childerberg? I don't. I don't know <laughs> if I've ever even heard of it. Oh God! The hack commentary. Hey, there he is. <laughs> Let's see what kind of mic audio problems. Yeah. What? Hey. Hey, what's up? Your microphone doesn't work very well. Yeah, we uh we have Jake sitting in your chair, Aaron. So I'm going to ask you to just remain standing over there in the uh, on the in next to the table until Jake is done uh, promoting yeah, uh, Childerberg. What? Nobody's li- okay. <laughs> Abort. Well, Abort. Yeah. Thank you for fixing uh, Aaron's mic, by the way, Jacob. It's been broken. No problem. Been broken for a long time, so that's we just needed. You must have been AV club in high school, no yep. doubt about it. <laughs> uh, it, it all you know, it's it's a classic. You just unplug it and plug it back. Reboot in and it. Work. Re, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, First up, to re, troubleshooting. Reprogram the mainframe. Uh, reallocate resources, and you're back online. That's right. 1997 movie archetype. Very powerful. Uh, Jacob, we brought you in here. You are, uh, of course, sitting in Aaron's chair. Uh, Aaron is standing by, scowling. I am fuming right now. Which is good. That's going to be a good start to the episode. you are fuming. Um, Jacob, you came on here to promote, uh, I don't know if, I'm not really sure, I can't can't remember what it's called. What uh, what is it? It sounds like you're you're hosting some sort of event. The Builder Oh. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's Childerberg. Childerberg. Yeah, it's um, this is the fifth time we've done it. Childerberg, go. You didn't learn. Wow. <laughs> no, nope, we're back for more. <laughs> we're back for more. Just keep stepping on the rake. Glutton for punishment. I, well, I like the idea. We just do this entire thing, and we just ask you like hacky questions, like. What, what even, what inspired you? Should I bring tent? Childerberg. <laughs> you should bring tent. <laughs> what weather are we going to be expecting at this event? Uh, well, I mean, last year it was very, very hot. People died, uh, right? Last year there was a one death, right? Uh, I think at least one. Disputed. There was, yeah. and I'm not, no, but. I'm not but sure. Can you really that I'm say they kidding. were actually living? That's true. Well, they were living it up. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. They were living it up at the Berg. I believe last year, Jacob. I'm not going to ask you hacky questions. I want to get down to the real questions. Did we figure out whether or not that guy who crashed on the road into Childerberg last year lived or died? I heard about that crash, but I <laughs> did not see it or talk to anybody who was involved. Is this real or are we so doing that's a bit? good answer there, Jacob? Are, no, this is not a bit. It's not yeah, a bit. This was, is not was, a bit. Yeah, no, yeah. There was some guy, some guy like crashed on the way. We don't in. know if he was a, a oh. denizen of the bird. That's right. is why I'm curious. In that like yeah. truck on the side of the road? Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't was, know what... Did you see the crash? I didn't see it the crash. I saw it. Yeah. Well. Um so, uh, so so what do we what do we got planned? What do uh living, hopefully, for most people. Uh what, well, it's going to be not all though. just just like every Childeberg. It's going to be another chill weekend that you get a chance to hang out with your online friends in person. And, uh, you know, same thing we always do. Hang out, play in the lake, uh, you know, talk, Fight Jay. not politics, Fight Jay. 3D printing, Bitcoin, <laughs> that kind of thing. Hell yeah. I uh, cook out drink. What's the uh, what's the catering situation like? That's what I'm you, concerned it's about. You, you cook your own food. Oh. <laughs> there might be a food yeah. truck, actually. Last actually, year there, in I, some cases, I cook your food for you. Yeah, that's true. Oh. There are some occasions where I will cook the food. That's interesting. That's right. The, the, uh, the Fat like Conkenburger two years ago was a big hit. That was a big hit. Well, Jacob, I cooked last year, too. Don't diminish Don't diminish <laughs> yeah. my vast contributions. <laughs> that's true. To the burgers yeah, you, you, making pancakes. Yeah, you, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I remember. And and so, entertaining Rollo. That's a job in itself. <laughs> yeah, that is a job. <laughs> Rollo is like um, in Pac-Man, you have the ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Rollo is sort of like all of the ghosts. All of the ghosts <laughs> put together in one. Where as long as he's in another area, you can keep chomping away. But if Rollo enters your area. You gotta find. It's a gonna big change dot. the whole situation. You gotta play the game at that point. You gotta play the game at that point. And by big dot, I mean a lot of fentanyl. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Big. Well, that's what. That's all we switch one. to is fentanyl. Yeah. Just because. Oh yeah. More it's an all. Fa- hey, welcome to Childerberg. It's an all fentanyl. All of your event. hallucinogens will be laced in fentanyl for Childerberg Five. <laughs> Childerberg. <laughs> new feature. So what? What about Childerberg this year? We have a new venue. Right. That's right. So yes. Tell me, entice me with the venue so, this year. So one thing that I've been, well, we did that. We started this actually the first one that you came to, Childeberg Three. Uh, we started doing a music and comedy show, and so we're going to do that again this year. 
But the two years that we did offsite, the location we did it at was fine. Uh, it was at a distillery, Iron Wolf. Shout out to Iron Wolf. Um, but it is for the size that Childeberg has gotten, it's just kind of a pain in the butt to get everybody over to a site that's not where we're camping. And the amount of inebriation by that time is not conducive to people doing what they're told or like, or being asked to do, like get in the truck, let's go. So this year though, uh, I switched, I found a venue that is a little bit further South from where we were last time. Uh, it's called Rebecca Creek campground and they're going to let us do the the music and comedy on site. So if you want to just drink all day long and then wander over to the music and comedy, it makes it much easier. Perfect. That sounds like my plan. I have a question. Okay. Jake, I know you're a process guy. Yep. I'm sure you've thought about, you know, the dependencies. I'm sure you've thought about all of the things that could go wrong. Yes. Have you considered that the comedy show and music at Iron Wolf was kind of a mitigating factor for the drinking (laughs) and that now you're creating a situation where two to 300 guys who listen to this type of show are really drunk and uninhibited and Robbie, the fire Bernstein is doing comedy on the stage. Have you considered where that correct? That's, that's the goal. So, (laughs) okay. Well, (laughs) irritate Robbie Schilderberg. Go come and irritate Robbie. (laughs) the tagline yeah pretty powerful and actually robbie's looking real forward to it he had a blast last year with the ceremony oh god i think this year's ceremony i really wanted to talk about with you one of the subjects of this episode was going to be some ideas for the ceremony okay i don't want to give everything away but every year at childerberg i don't know did you do one at one and two did you do this at one and two no, no, I think the I think you guys actually started it uh, last last year. I think it was the first year the oh, when we okay. sacrificed the milk and effigy. I'm gonna own this project, yeah. Fauci, I'm gonna own this project then. This will be a, a project for me then. Yeah, the, it was a big hit. People loved it. I was very interesting as we and had it a worked. ceremony where we threw a giant jug of milk in the air after saying a few commemorative words. And lighting some tiki torches or something, we threw. I think, the yeah, I think we had a couple of tiki air. torches. Yeah, it was really kind <laughs> of a gutter ball there for a little while. It was bouncing off the rails. Uh, I didn't know if it was going to make it to its final destination. If I'm going to be honest, when you came out looking like that uh, prisoner from Abu Ghraib, I was I was very concerned. Bird. The the <laughs> yeah, and I do I regret some of the framing of the event. Yes. <laughs> Do I regret but, some of the framing of the event? The answer is yes. But I don't regret the joy, apparently, that it created. And so we're doing it again. Yeah. Well, and, um, and on top of that, Bird, is if for the listeners, Fauci is no longer in power. And that was us. We did that. Yes. So this year, we whatever we want to get rid of, we'll put that onto the milk carton as well, or the milk jug, whatever you call it. And we'll banish it again. Sweet. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this year, one of the things that I would like to institute, 
because you have to have this at any family occasion or group gathering. You have to have a continuity. One of the continuities that I want to create is some sort of a King of Childerberg, like a commemorative award or title awarded to one Childerberg attendant accompanied by an aspect of the ceremony. Oh, that's I'm a good cool idea. with doing the ceremony different every year, but it should always, at the end of it, there should be a crowning or something, because here's what I'm thinking, and Carr already knows where I'm going with this. I get to be the Pope. Oh. I get to be the one who lifts the crown and places it on the head of the goer. And I like the power in the image. <laughs> I like the power. Car, Car, are you with me? Yeah. On this? Sure. You feeling the? Mm -hmm. I think that that is where I'm going with it. Okay. Are you well, at a yellow right now? Yeah. All right. Well, well, maybe, maybe we can table that and we can leave some uh, to the imagination for the Childerberg goers that um, will come up, come out and, and see whatever monstrosity or, or Childerberg goers you get to see. If you come to Childerberg, yeah. please do. Exactly. If you don't have plans to make plans to, you'll get to see. Well, really the head of the cult. Yeah. You get to see the well, head of the cult, cult but... in his glory. Yeah. Uh, not a cult. Yeah, not a cult. Not a cult. Do we cult. do we want to give a time and a place here? Not a cult. Yes. Uh, so it's Rebecca Creek Campground. It's uh, off a of Canyon Lake in Texas Hill Country. It's May twenty sixth through 29th. Uh, the twenty sixth. I'll be there actually the twenty fifth. But if uh, but don't show up the twenty fifth because I I didn't get any spots. So the twenty sixth is Friday. Uh, you can show up by I think noon is when check in is. Sweet, and then uh, uh, childerberg.com, right? That's right, childerberg.com. You can get your campsite there, and uh, you can get Childerberg shirts. You can get Gomez shirts. Hell yeah! Uh, and that's actually everything I sell. So sweet. <laughs> Go follow Jake oh, at Childerberg. Jake, I know you got to run. You got busy schedule these days. Yep. Uh, but uh, thanks do, for coming yeah. on, plugging. All right, thanks guys. See you, Jake. Aaron, you can sit down now. Talk to there. Aaron, please. Yeah, take your... Take your. <sighs> See what my colored neighbor's doing. <laughs> I want to live in that world yeah. where that's all I have to worry about. Childerberg is really trying to cultivate that kind of vibe where you just have to worry about maybe yeah. once a year you got to fill out your like taxes. You have, that, you have that general feeling of contentness, but also a little bit of suspicion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know that nobody around you is very trustable, but they're mm -hmm. all more trustable than the people in the outside world. That's true, yeah. Some of those mid-60s vibes, is that what we're gunning for? Mm. Yeah, like, like I live in a camper van in the Mojave Desert vibes. Mm. And I do ham radio. And that's the vibes that are really being cultivated at Childerberg. Uh, is very much those, um, God, what was the journalist's name who did uh, Fear and Loathing? We're cultivating those Thompson. vibes. Thompson. Mm. Cultivating those vibes. Um, Little Amal's back on the scene. I don't know if anybody has seen this. Are you for real? Yeah, for real. Seriously? Yeah, yep. Holy shit. Uh, she is going to be heading to Toronto 
and I closed the news article and I don't really care. Uh, might might be inaccurate. He's but going to Toronto. Toronto for some sort of uh, arts and ideas festival. It, um, is she running away from anywhere outside of the Anglosphere? Is she running away? She has not made one visit. To like Baghdad or something? Turkey. <laughs> yeah. Kandahar. Not one visit has been made. Yeah. To Hungary. Yeah, it certainly seems like she's visiting some fairly uh, upper middle class white cities. That's uh, that seems. Where is she getting the plane money? I thought she was a poor Syrian refugee, witless Listen, immigrant. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not here to answer all these questions. I'm not a reporter. I'm not digging into the uh, financial histories of of this uh, poor Syrian immigrant. No, but you are an analyst. That, well, that, you that are may an be, analyst. That may be true. That may be true. Perhaps uh, I'll devote. And this some is more the news. Recent- <laughs> 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 anyway, if you want to go see a little Amal, if we've got any Canadian listeners, it'd be great to, if we had some uh, actual reporters on the ground to go document this wow. um, this uh, momentous event in history as a little Amal uh, uh, crosses the border into Canada and walks her way uh, through Toronto and into people's Beautiful. hearts. Um, yes. Beautiful. I also had a very interesting article come across my timeline. This one is truck spill related, so you can go ahead and cross that one off the list. Uh, Bert, we'll be nice. covering that topic Excellent. here. And it appears that the article was written by some kind of Adderall addled uh, Zoomer. Um, it's filled with Artificial all sorts of uh, wordplay that is both unfortunate uh, and upsetting. Oh, it's this one. Yep. Yeah, it's this one. Starts out, yep. beware. Truck transporting one million bees crashes in Florida. So you can already see oh, this. It's my nightmare. Writer is. This is not what I thought it was going to be. Yacked on Vivance or something. A traffic accident created a major buzz in Florida where one million bees were unleashed oh. on a highway when a tractor trailer slammed into a truck hauling the insects early Tuesday. The unbelievable incident unfolded around 3.15 a.m. on U.S. Highway 301 at the entrance ramp to I-10 East in Duval County. According to the Florida Highway Patrol, a tractor trailer operated by 26-year-old driver crashed into the truck hauling stacks of beehives that were home to a million bees. The impact sent clouds of insects. That's got to be like an environmental catastrophe. Swarming the highway, but officials said the bees were not aggressive. There are thousands. What are of you gonna do in the area if you are the truck driver? Stay in the cab. So we we talked about the guy. Remember, he drove eight miles. He tipped. Yep. You know what that guy probably did? He probably got out of his he vehicle. Just walked back he to walked his into a Denny's. <laughs> yeah. He called the 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 company and he went. I got bad news. Mm-hmm. This guy. He's crashing. And then he called TLE Nation and said, I have good news. (laughs) (laughs) Great news for the show. I'm fucked. That's the problem is he's carrying the payload. So he crashes and the bees are out. He can't just get out of the vehicle. The bees are there. (laughs) And I assume the bees stick around. That they don't scatter. Well, I assume they are a cloud of bees. Yes, that theory seems to hold water. I'm not sure where they are would go. Stinging bees? Uh, it says they were not aggressive. So were they capable of stinging? Perhaps were they stinging? That is a, one of those weasel words that so. they use in the media is not aggressive. <laughs> they use this weasel word a lot. Not I'm going to ask Aaron to withhold comments for the next three minutes. 
<laughs> as we move through this topic. A so, beekeeper. Oh, I got it. All so I know if I can interject for just please a moment, do. Yeah. Please do. That's yes. not Aaron's voice, so yes, you so, are allowed. Back in my yes. fraternity days, right? Uh-huh. I had a brother who his family kept bees professionally. They were honey makers, artisanal. And due to the conditions up here in the Midwest, they would have to send their hives elsewhere during the cold months. Because while they could set things up to keep them alive and nice here, it was easier to manage them in a more conducive environment during off months. So I might speculate that these were in fact um, agricultural bees. And if that's the case, over a long enough breeding period, it might be possible to domesticate them. Oh. Okay, so these these are. Oh, that would be a pretty powerful idea. Some kind of domesticated uh, insect. Well, they certainly, over time, if they did escape, you could like populate the area with a valuable honey resource, mm -hmm. like a video game. Right. It's good. Good plan. There's a lot of honey. I bought my first honey on the side of the road in a crossroads in, in central Florida. I bought my first jar of honey from an old black man who was wearing overalls. Excellent. It was a really scenic purchase, if I may. I'm driving. I get out. This guy, and he has like an accent that you would see on advertising from, from, from the 1950s. The guy is a pure character. $40 for this jar. Wow. Holy How big shit, was it? Was man. it just a mason jar? It was a mason jar full of honey. Wow. What? That better be the best classic honey you've shit. ever eaten, man. I haven't run out. Okay. I haven't run out of the <laughs> Is honey. Is that because it's bad or it does last? <laughs> I feel very much like could have. I could have been riding a horse and it was 1850 mm -hmm. in Florida and I just came across a settlement Whoa, of honey makers. Betsy. <laughs> There's... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like I pulled up. I remember distinctly when I pulled up, the guy did one of those like NPC interaction things where you enter the area and he goes, oh, I haven't seen someone like you around here in a while. <laughs> it was very charming. Tied, it was a whole he, halo. He's tied your 2003 Chevy Caprice to the hitching post. <laughs> And went to exchange a couple of gold doubloons whoa, for a whoa. It's it's a yeah. It's a it's not really running right. Yeah. Like one of the axles is yeah. kind of fucked up. Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, Calm down. Easy. Oh, yeah. Do any of you have go get uh, some honey. seasonal allergies? Yeah, yeah. I've oh, heard yeah. that uh, getting raw honey from the locals is the way to go. Yeah, makes a see. Now I hate difference. to be this guy, car camp, but but I've I'm gonna debunk that. Are you debunking? Oh God! I've I've heard that that's that it's not necessarily the case. Huh? That's almost like that a... it doesn't <gasps> actually help with allergies. Oh God! Oh God! It no. only here's what I'm sorry I'm going to debunk this, but I tested the theory. Oh, so you're almost because I've got that. You're honey. almost like pre-booking this. I'm I'm debunking with prior research. Okay. Prior <laughs> research. I might debunk because let me explain why because. The only thing, the only allergen that you're getting out of the honey is the pollen from certain pollen-producing plants. Mm -hmm. But things like cedar, which murders people yep, me. down south. Cedar murder, yeah. 
about half the year you're cedar. Mm-hmm. About half the year your voice is cedar. Yes. That doesn't come from pollen that bees uh, 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 are interacting with. Okay. So like major allergen right there and knocked out. So should we not not a benefit? Rank this as oh, God. mostly false. Make your throat feel better though. <laughs> well, it does work with all the allergens based on flowers. Yeah. So whichever those are, which I don't know if they're very common, but those all work. But like the big ones like hay and uh, wheatgrass or whatever the hell, quinoa. There's a couple of ones that <laughs> I, I don't, don't really think know any of those are I flowers, have, to be honest with you. But I'm, I'm I have to... up north allergies, yeah. so I don't really have southern people allergies. My allergies are different. Mm-hmm. My allergies are like to dust and the cold. Those are my your, your allergies swoop in and vote blue every now and then and then leave and then leave for the summer. Yeah, my, my allergies is no. Yeah. No ability to predict the consequences of my actions. <laughs> yeah, that's the allergy. <laughs> well, thank you for that debunking. Uh, I think Aaron is about yeah. to. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm debunk. still not buying it. That sounds like science gibberish. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, well, I'm I'm f- I'm happy to take the pa- the one pause with the re- foot in pause the with the rebunk. <laughs> the rebunk. Well, that's right. That's why we need pause because we have the debunk element. We're fair and balanced. Element. We're fair and balanced. And Aaron, yeah, Aaron is really the he's the ber- he, he's, the really he's the berserker. He's the berserker of the yeah. full body orgasm. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's really just ready like for anything. He's ready for anything. He's <laughs> really setting the tone anything can set him off. A pre-bunk, a rebunk, a debunk. <laughs> Uh, I'm in the red. <laughs> Constantly <laughs> ready to boonk. <laughs> I feel like I've debunked you and Carr. I don't like that I'm doing it, but it's part of how we communicate. I'm trying to advance our friendship. I feel like I have debunked you uh, twice mm, recently this yeah. week. Yeah. And the other debunk was, and it brings me to the only real topic that I have, is that media matters released a bunch of Tucker Carlson behind the scenes videos yep. of him saying things, making commentary. For some reason, media matters believe that showing us the absolute funniest version of a person is supposed to damn them in yeah. our minds, but it doesn't. Uh, however, the other weird thing is that I think media matters coordinated the release of these videos with also the release of deep fake videos of a similar kind because there are a number of videos going around of Tucker on set where he's talking or making commentary in some way that are totally different, totally fake videos, but they look exactly the same as the real videos that are released. And so my thing is, they didn't release the real videos so that they could damn Tucker Carlson. They released the real videos as an excuse to disseminate the fake videos that don't make him look good, that are way worse. Because he's in the middle of a workplace safety lawsuit and what i'm thinking is they're float testing a strategy of seeing how many deep fake videos 
you can leak into the public consciousness or maybe more into the discovery of the lawsuit. Mm. This is something we've been talking about on Scarlet Thread Society, something I've been doing with that Deddy chick. Check those episodes out. But we've been talking quite a bit about how they don't always get to plan things in advance. But when they don't, they have situations like this, where they have things they can roll out, things they can try and use just to see how it'll work, things where you're just taking advantage of a situation to see what you can get away with. And I think that's really yeah. insightful. I think that's reasonable. Having seen a few of those, I think that's exactly what's happening too, Bird. Mm. Mm. Go ahead, Gar. Yeah, no, I, I think that's I think that's entirely reasonable. I mean, I saw a couple of the videos. I thought they were kind of funny, uh, and then I didn't really follow up with it. So, uh, my favorite one I, was I where he was doing do, the Bill I, O'Reilly bit. Right? Fuck it, we'll do it live. Really nice homage. Yes, nice. there was one, one of those. There's one of yeah, those bits. Yeah, and you can't really tell what's real, what's fake. And I do. I think it's it's what it's being used as. As Pause explains, is it's it's like reacting to the situation with a beta test like like spinning spinning up a test as quickly as you can once you see the kind of material that's coming out yeah. like if like a, i am against a pale horse shock test hell yeah. Yeah. hell yeah it's it's yeah and it has to be shock test but also what i want to highlight is that in order to accomplish it you can consider it that it's either being done by media matters or the more interesting, but also probably more likely, is it's being done by an unrelated organization that had knowledge of the Media Matters release. Yeah. The leak. The leak. The, because I don't think Media Matters wants to be tied. And tech firms. Yeah, I mean, how many people know, hey, we got these Tucker Carlson videos that are coming out of all his behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, we're going to release those to the public. And now I know that the point that I framed it from was maybe you're releasing it to the public so that you can cover the tracks of stuff that isn't real, but still gets out and appears to be for long enough to kind of set in people's minds. You know, yeah. we've been talking a lot about cars, brought this up a lot, the court of public opinion, how that's becoming the primary court in this country. It does seem like they've bought in on that idea. Uh, that is the media matters types have bought in on this idea. Yeah. And so they're the doing law these of primacy. tests. You're going to retain the first thing you see. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. So I, what I'm seeing is like the, the likely possibility is, and I don't know how long it takes up to whip up one of these videos, but they're good enough, man, that like I, I scrolled through some of the releases of those videos on, on Twitter. Like, I guess I don't know exactly where they came from, but I know where the most popular tweets were because that's what came onto my timeline through retweets. I I'll, almost nobody in the comments pointed it out, and I couldn't tell if it's because everybody knew they were deep fakes and everybody was in on the joke, but I don't think that's what it was because I saw a lot of people who were taking the statements that Tucker was saying in those fake videos and kind of repeating them as if they were true in other Twitter conversations. So it almost it seems like it worked. Mm-hmm. It seems like it works where people believe what they saw, but they don't know which videos were true, which videos weren't. And what they do is they make the voice of the character, Tucker, they make the voice of the character believable enough mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. where Tucker will say something that's just like you could forget 95% of it because it's what you would assume Tucker would say anyway. But it's maybe just like one or two, like, ah, fuck this guy or ah, fuck that guy. And, and, and that word gets out to the guy he's saying fuck to. And it helps to ruin his reputation. Right. Things like that. Yep. Like they, I believe they're trying to destroy him. I don't really know if the court of public opinion thing is meant to ostracize him because he's so ostracized already. Or if it's to start leaking that ostracism into areas where it otherwise wouldn't by like defaming him and making it seem like he makes comments that he doesn't make. Mm hmm. Like one of the things that they're alleging is that he was talking shit about Trump behind the scenes. Now, he probably was. But carry that principle over. Yeah, but carry that principle over to people who maybe could have been his next potential employer. Yeah, right. Yeah. And where does that? Yeah, it's just kind of. He's probably going to go to YouTube anyway. But it's just kind of foiling, foiling his life in some. You know, just making his his, life. Yeah, making his life difficult. Yeah, his life. Now, where I think that that goes, this is a control mechanism. Um, And it's, if you're viewing it from the perspective of how, it's controlling Tucker, right? So it's controlling one guy and it's relying on the fact that he's famous enough that people care about the words that he says enough to retweet them so that it gets out to the people who need to hear the info. But that's like a top level strategy for something that could be developed to go lower. You know, the Soviets developed the strategy of telling on your neighbor. Right. Right. So that was an easy, decentralized way of performing the task of ruining a person's reputation. Yes. Struggle sessions. You don't. Exactly. Well, the struggle sessions would even get the gossip out in a formalized way. And hold on, I got a call. Oh, yeah, you better take that. So, yeah, I got to take that. So um, that's what I think is really happening is that they are using the situation that has occurred to ruin Tucker's life. I mean, this is all conspiracy theory, of course, right? So you can just just dismiss it as you will. But it's it functions that people that there's deep fake videos where he's saying, go fuck these people, fuck these people, people who he could have contacts with in the future. This is the stuff that's going to function. If those people don't know that it was a deep fake and you know, like they're regular people too. And if you look at all the people who were fooled by these deep fakes, a lot of regular people were fooled. So this functions to destroy his reputation, whether or not you think there was a conspiracy to do so. All that I'm saying is that if there is a conspiracy to do so, then the one thing you know about a good corporation of conspiracy is that it's looking to make all of its ideas scalable. So instead of going upward where they attack Tucker, they got to go downward where they can attack you and me. And they bring it back to the Soviet style struggle session, decentralized policing through gossip, which I feel like is a thing that already exists, but it's definitely a thing that I want to highlight as we are seeing an example of it happening to a famous guy whose attack vector is there's fake videos that look real because there's real videos that were released at the same time. Yeah. So can I ask a question here then that doesn't necessarily need to be answered? 
given the things that you said there, and given that we're all kind of on the same page with that stuff, the thing that's still tickling my mind about this deep fake episode is how the initial tapes got released in the first place. Do we think that it was an like, enemy reaction, or do we think yeah. that Fox was releasing it because of that blackmail file they were threatening him with? Well, you know, and it's I not guess... necessarily even relevant, but I am curious about that because that's a yeah. that's a conversation then about the powers that he is at war with specifically, which are not always necessarily the obvious ones. Yeah, I well, I guess you know, in all those studios. Those ca- the cameras are always on. Everything's always recording. I feel like Tucker knows that. So I guess the the cultural expectation in that company would be that that stuff just doesn't get out to the public, right? Right. But I feel like, God, it could have been anybody to leak those videos. And that's why it could have been curious. anybody. But and I know that media matters is an answer, right? It could have been anyone. Yeah, it could have been anybody. Well, but I know media matters is doing the thing where. Somebody, there would be a suicide bomber somewhere and ISIS would claim it and nobody knew if it was true or not, but they were happy to. I think Media Matters is ISIS in this case. I think they're, I think they're just kind of claiming that these leaks are because of them. And that's my suspicion too, yeah. Or maybe it's just convenient enough that Media Matters, the George Soros organization, is being said to be the cause of the leak. I haven't actually looked at any Media Matters posts that say whether or not they take uh, uh, the blame for this. I, I don't know. I really don't. I haven't looked into it because this is the news. So usually I come on here and I kind of hope that the news happens on the show, <laughs> but it almost never does. I think, you know, it's it's it almost never it's, does. it's possible that that, ev- you know, everyone's kind of correct, right? Like it, this is kinda, we're, we're, this is a new this is a relatively new phenomenon. Um, and it could be that whoever leaked it or whatever happened. Now you have a million parties getting involved to float their own weather balloons to see how it goes. Um, yes. So like, I, you know, it's probably just a whirlwind of different power structures, just, you know, dipping their foot, their, their toe in the water and seeing what happens and seeing, you know, what, what, the, what their actions can, can affect. The best thing that could possibly happen is that all of those power centers start doing this and we are completely inundated with disinformation and misinformation to the point where we just don't we don't trust anything that we yeah, see. Yeah. You you and I and, and and we are on that page already. But if we're inundated enough, then you're gonna start seeing people in our out group. And then people in their out group and then normies are going to start you think just it's distrusting to get normies to that point where they simply don't trust what they see because we've got I the think... entire history of television now to prove that they'll believe whatever you put on a screen. Well, yeah, but this is, isn't this a different paradigm because this is distributed. It's uh, yeah, yeah. anybody it has access to me to that this. that only uh, reinforces it because even a skeptical normie is more likely to believe something anonymous you know, the most barely one hair woke normie is the one that doesn't trust the TV, but still trusts their friends on Facebook or TikTok. Yeah. Yep. If if they can get to that point where their trust circle is shrunk to only the people that they know in real life, 
then I think that would be a vast improvement. But I'm saying I don't think it's even able to shrink that much because the thing about normies and the reason you farm normies for your legitimacy in a democratic structure is because they will believe whatever they're told. I I want to see, going back to it, I want to see Tucker like claim these videos because I'm really not sure otherwise which ones are real. Because there's the one video, the, the one that it blows my mind because I'm scrolling through this. The Fox website sucks clip. Yeah, I love that one. That clip is like so clearly a deep fake to me. And I need to just see, have Tucker go, yeah, that's me. I did say that. I do believe those things. Because the mouth doesn't match where the chin is on the other side of the hand that's holding the phone that the voice I've want, I have listened to 10,000 hours of Tucker Carlson. <laughs> There's I'm literally, literally no one is more equipped to spot deep fakes of Tucker Carlson specifically than the host of TLE nation. It's himself, his mom and, <laughs> yeah, and, and, bird, how it goes. and bird of TLE nation. And what I'm alleging is because of other weird things about the video, the somewhat doubts I have in the way he says certain words, those doubts turn into larger doubts about the the the, the validity of the character in the yeah. first what place. If, well, I need to see what if Tucker is our guy and he plays into it as his own power structure and begins claiming false videos. You know what? That would be, or even better, they kind of float a Tucker body double. Oh, and we have to start <laughs> counting tucks. Or, or Tucker grows a beard and cuts his hair. Dude, that would be very upsetting if Tucker Carlson grew a beard. Yeah, and you know that that's coming. Do you think you remember you how when David Letterman retired? Oh yeah, he went over once you get Netflix out of mainstream media, and he started growing yep. a beard and stuff. Yep. It's like when guys get out of religious school. Yep. They let their beards grow yep. out. Where you have to have a fully shaved face, and then the minute you hit 18 and you graduate, you just have no idea how to even maintain the beard because you have to grow it immediately. And you get all these guys growing their unmaintained beards out, like David Letterman. If that happens to Tucker next, I got to jump ship, and I've already jumped mostly away from it. I've got to fully jump the ship entirely. What ship did you jump into? Warham? I've jumped out of the Fox ship. He's just swimming. So presently, I'm floating in the air, yeah. waiting to for, for, a, for a boat to jump into. Yeah, he's just floating through for. the North Atlantic. Just oh, yeah, you've jumped me. off the Fox ship since Tucker left. Oh, yeah, I'm out yeah, of that. Yeah. But who? what Absolutely. am I going to do next? Pick up yeah. Newsmax? Kennedy? Kennedy kid yeah. Newsmax? One America News, give me a break. It's full of bimbos and golf players. Yeah, well, that's a good like point. Golfists. Speaking of golf, golf is a favorite pastime of of many of our uh, finance bros and uh, the the uh, wonderful bankers that's leading this nation. Um, I wanted to highlight the fact that First Republic Bank uh, went <laughs> under last, I think, Friday, and then was sold at auction Hell to yes. J.P. Morgan over the weekend. Oh, that was great. brought up at my company meeting. Yeah, two hundred billion dollars. <laughs> <Love that. laughs> 
That's a nice little grab. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, just it's, by it's, itself was more than the entire great financial crisis, I might remind everyone. Yeah, it was, it's a pretty big one. Um, uh, there's several other banks uh, yesterday on Tuesday uh, had to halt their trading uh, throughout the day as they began crashing. So we are in the midst wow. of quite a tumult in the banking world. Add to that. Well, that the yeah. Fed is looking at raising rates 25 basis points tomorrow, or rather today, earlier today. Excuse me. Uh, um, and we're fighting a war. We're fighting we're a war. Fighting I, war. I support my country. I, I support my country. I would like to in this note that <clears throat> as the Fed just raised interest rates today, live on Wednesday, to uh, 5.25% overnight. <laughs> um, wow, I can't believe they jacked it up five whole points. Well, <laughs> I can't believe they did that. Yeah, it's at five and a quarter, uh, and that is actually the Woo! exact level that they hit in July of 2007 before ultimately we know what happened and they had to uh, oh. wind it down. So um, we've got banks failing. We've got, th- I think, three. So we have to cross the Rubicon this time, Car Camp. It is what you're saying is if we really got to make progress Jerome Powell cannot give an inch. Is that what you're saying? Let's go. Let's fucking go. (laughs) You're saying that we have to take what happened in 08 and we have to just cram right through it. And and it's going to hurt hard and fast. I don't know. So I don't know what the the promised land is on the other side. What I want is kind of irrelevant. Um, I'm curious to see what what happens. Um, The markets are actually betting that the fed holds five and a quarter until September. This is just what the markets are saying and they've been wrong. So, you know, this is not prediction, but they're currently betting that they hold five and a quarter until September and then begin cutting down to 4.5% by the end of the year. So Hmm. we'll see, uh, see what plays out, but certainly you got to believe that, um, you know, if we've had three fairly prominent banks uh, go under already uh, in this, and we're going to raise again and hold, Oof, man, it's going to be, it's going to be really tough because those structural issues that we've been talking about, uh, are going to worsen. Um, so along with a war, along, yeah, along with a war. So well, I'll tell you what, Jamie diamond never called me racist. That's a fair point, bird. That's a fair point. Um, you know who else didn't call you racist? <clears throat> Jim Kramer. Um, Jim Cramer. Well, so he, then he called it wrong. Yeah, right. Right. Another thing. And that's actually going to lead me to exactly where I wanted to go. He's been taking a lot of heat, the specific, you know, anytime the markets are in a tumult, people take it out. He is a way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, He is a way of putting it. You know, people take it out on, on Jim Cramer. Deservedly so. The guy is a clown, an absolute clown world. But I don't know if you know about this, but someone actually. Actually, Cara, I think I'm about to steal your thunder because I was going to make a commentary on what you're about to mention. So you go right ahead. Um, I don't know if you knew this bird and Aaron, but, um, somebody a while ago, probably a few years ago made the, uh, inverse Kramer index. It's an investing index yeah. based on yes. making the wrong, the, making all the wrong calls or, or rather all the right calls. And, and so I, I had always yeah. heard about it, but I never really looked it up. I looked it up and it's actually really funny. Um, stunningly accurate, stunning. Well, it's accurate. outperforming the S and P 500 by like 10, well, 20%. It, well, and it's stunning because all, because what the, this is the irony of him. He has to be kept in complete stasis. 
Because if somebody goes, hey, it seems like all you need to do is kind of flip something and you'll be right. Yeah, the right. If he does that, it'll fuck the whole thing. Right, up. I know. So Jim Cramer has to be protected. He must be protected. And maintained and not touched. Yeah. Because that's how we're going to know what to do. So is if he just keeps getting it wrong. So listen to this. So listen to this description of the, the, the index, which is really funny. The portfolio longs 50 stocks as they pertain to ratings by Jim Cramer on his CNBC show, Mad Money. We look at Cramer's discussed stocks, uh-huh. featured interview and mailbag segments. We omit lightning round picks due to the sheer amount of them and rebalance the portfolio portfolio quarterly. This portfolio holds around 50 stocks equal weighted and sells when Cramer rates a stock positively or stops mentioning it, which is just right. kind of funny, like the, the actual structural uh, building of this thing. So then I, I, there's there's a key considerations uh, s- section in here. Um, and the last key consideration is this is an inverse Jim Cramer index. Although built in an optimized fashion to minimize the risk taken on an investor, it is still based on very unique, potentially erratic underlying data. <laughs> and I just really like that dis- disclaimer. The the yeah, the, the, well, it the is. implication I mean, it, being it that is. it's based on Jim Cramer, who is unique and potentially er- erratic. But there's something to it because it's stunningly accurate in reverse. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It, it really can, is. All you have to do is is keep is figure out how to reverse the algorithm. Yeah. And you're and you've discovered the economy. Yeah. And that's how the economy <laughs> yes. works. It's like you a discovered the whole it's like that's alchemy. in Jim Cramer's head is is minus e equals mc squared. <laughs> yeah. it's, the, it's the formula for the entire system oh, of something. God. All you got to do Just is take it out. Reverse, yeah. That's all you got to do. Reverse the polarity. Somebody needs to study this. Yeah. Contra Kramer. Mm-hmm. We need a Contra Kramer show. We need a Contra Kramer podcast. Yeah. So. It's going to be very powerful stuff. I I am really I have to say, Car, your whole description of the impending economic doom that we're facing has really got me hyped up for the economic doom that we're facing. Oh, thank you. That's exactly. I feel very very excited good. about that. Yeah, very excited. It's going to be an interesting one. Next six months should be interesting. So, I also I also feel enervated. I feel enthused. Mm. I feel delighted. You know why? Oh, I see what you're doing. Go ahead. Proceed. Because a because a truckload uh-huh. with thousands uh-huh. of pages of copies of Roger's Thesaurus mm-hmm. has spilled its entire load, leaving New York witnesses. All of those words. I don't want to steal the guy's tweet. But we have got a spectacular. Not even an 18-wheeler. Might not even have more than two axles. But a truckload of spilled thesauri all over New York. Anybody want to give me a thesaurus suggestion for truckload? We're at a low level today. Yeah, fellas. sorry. I do, I, do, a, I, do, I ordered a thesaurus, but for some reason it didn't show up at my house. So I have. <laughs> this I'm is why we need. I, yeah, I have no. This is why we need what we need in the mail. We need coming. So I'm going to order us a TLE thesaurus. Um, we'll keep it in the crack house here, and ever whenever we want to use a word, what I'm going to suggest is we use a different word from the thesaurus. The, 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 I have to learn how to pronounce it. For that word gives me a lot of trouble. 
Does that word give anyone else trouble, or is it just me? If it gives you trouble, it gives it gives me trouble, Bird. I I'm I'm a co-host on this ship. That's support. Yep. What word are we talking about? Can you guys hear me again? Yeah. Thesaurus. The word thesaurus. Thesaurus. No, not that one. Sorry. Thesaurus. Okay. No, I'm getting better. Hmm. Look at that growth right here on the show. Live. Oh, Carl, how are you feeling about the possibility that Nikki Haley could be TLE's number one candidate for president of the United States of America? Without knowing where you're going with it, I feel good. Nikki Haley could be our number one pick, I think, because Ron DeSantis is not announcing, right? We've taken that stand. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump is going to jail, Mm -hmm. right? That's something that's going to happen. Nikki Haley is, and I'll tell you what, where, where I came to this conclusion, Car. We talked for about 12 minutes on the last episode about women. Mm-hmm. And the listeners complained <laughs> about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw it the timeline. Yeah. We talked ab- about subjects about women, empowering women, for 12 minutes. I went back and I listened. It was 12 minutes. Pure hell. And I had a number of complaints Good. on Twitter. So what I'm thinking about doing is making Nikki Haley our candidate for president. Our gal. Of the United States of America. Our hashtag our gal. Aaron's out, so I'm in. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Pause. Where are you at? Are you with us? Are you against us? And why? I have not made an official Scarlet Thread Society endorsement yet, but I trust your judgment as the mainline co-hosts to make the right call for us. Thank you. I appreciate uh, your I appreciate your support on this, and I think it's going to get really weird when Nikki Haley is on that stage with Donald Trump, and he calls her a dry bag. That's going to be wonderful. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, like we could do like Haunchy Haley or what are some other good ones? Because the thing is, he's going to come up with something. Old Bat. Old Bat. (laughs) Like 1940s. The Witch. uh... Wicked Haley. Wicked Haley. The Nasty Lady, maybe. Is there a chance that he comes out of left field with something hyper-racist, but the wrong race? Oh, you know what? With the number of near misses Donald Trump has had with racism, I'm going to say that's a likely possibility. I'm going to say it's likely that he, yeah, he does like, do you remember how he made fun of that retarded guy by doing a retarded guy thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, his presidency. And he and then he went, you know, I was just calling him stupid. And he basically was like, yeah, I'm doing what you're saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, yeah. that means the same thing. I can see another one of those. That's what he's going to do with an Indian thing. That's what Nikki What if he is, just right? walked just, out onto the debate mm-hmm. stage with a red dot on his forehead and never, uh, never addressed yeah. it? Yeah. Just never addressed and it. And doesn't address it. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be something like that. Oh, God. It's going to be something like that. Because he does it with everybody. He does it with Mitt Romney when he said Mitt Romney had like four wives or whatever. He does it. He'll any group. 
where there's a detectable stereotypical trait, mm-hmm. he will use it. He will use it. So I think so. I'm going to go with highly likely as far as predictions go. Okay. Highly likely. Good. Good. Very good. Hell yeah. Yeah. I feel very powerful about that. Good. I feel very powerful about that. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that I wanted to bring attention to, and Card, do you have other things you want to bring attention uh, to? Because my thing is quick. Not really. I, I had a cave story, but uh, it's I just don't think it's that good. I don't think it warrants TLE Nation coverage. A bad ca- A bad cave story? Uh, no, it was just a mid-cave story, I'd say. Mid, can you don't, yeah. Cave you don't stories want to can be mid now. That's the takeaway here. Cave story. <laughs> what was our, wait, what was the, our last cave story was about the woman who lived in the cave for 500 days, right? I think. Oh, did you guys talk about Were that? We, am I right about that? We talked about the woman. The who, oh, is that yours? Cave. Yeah, that was mine. I think we talked about that, and our conclusion was. She was attacked by a demon. Yeah, that's kind of where I was at. I had the tab open the entire time here. I was ready to talk about it, and then I, I was looking at it again. Yeah. And I just said, you know, I just don't care about this really at all. Yeah, I think we spent too long last episode. I don't remember the last episode. That was but the listeners said we ago, talked that was the last about one women was for on. too long. Mm. Yeah, I think because we yeah, talked about women it. for too long was their complaint. Mm. Uh, you weren't on that one. No. I don't remember. Yep. It was a number. You know, of I don't weeks remember. Ago. Yeah, you know, I truly don't remember what the fuck we say on the show even a day after we record yeah. the episode. Just even a day after. Goes up. Well, you know, for instance, we just talked with Jacob for 11 minutes. I see it on the recording thing. It says 11 minutes and 34 seconds we talked with him. I can't remember a word. I don't even remember the name of the event. Yeah. I don't even remember the name of the event. Car Campit, what was the name of the event? The event name as i recall was childerberg go but you know it's uh that was a long time ago bird it was 43 minutes and, and 29 what website seconds what website would the listeners again have to go if to i remember in order to join us correctly and again my memory is not what it used to be when i was a younger man but i believe if you navigate to www.childerberg.com you can uh, obtain more information on this event if it is in fact happening and if our memory does serve us correctly does your memory serve you correctly that it is a dot com link it actually does i always thought it was a dot org link okay cool yeah amazing very good buy the tickets buy the merch go up we're gonna do stuff i you know i didn't say it on the show because i didn't want to spoil too much I, i had jacob buy a set of 12 plastic recorders There's going to be music. There's going to be music at this event. (sighs) Courtesy to you, listeners. So please, come out. Come out. Come out and watch the show. Um, Do we have anything else before we want to shut this thing down? Did anyone want to roast Satan Con before we wrapped up? Oh, boy. I don't even... You know what? Aaron... Fuck that stupid city that you live near. Boston is the shittiest, stupidest, dumbest city in the country. It sucks. The bars close at 10 p.m. Is that right? Really? There are male lesbians that roam the streets. Male lesbians everywhere in Boston. I showed you that picture in the group chat of those two, I don't know, probably dead homeless people. What? On the other side of the fence from the road. Oh, yeah. That well, that that's was? another treat. Yeah, that's uh, 
That's on a stretch of road known as Mass and Cass. Uh, Mass Boulevard, <laughs> Massachusetts Boulevard and Melnia Cass Boulevard. Or no, Mass Ave and Melnia Cass Boulevard. Uh. And um, they're finally... The, the good thing about Boston, Silver Lining, <laughs> is that uh, after, oh. after many attempts and years upon years of trying to address the homeless fentanyl addict problem, uh, they are finally rounding them up and taking away their tents. Wow. Wow. There's going to be some stunning things that happen in that shitty, stupid, awful, terrible city of Boston full of losers who go to SatanCon. Yeah. SatanCon. Well, the good thing no is people who go to really SatanCon are already in hell. Okay. Well, uh, with that, uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, and until I got two hands on the wheel, Carl. Right, I'm very yeah, excited yeah, for Children's yeah, Birth. Yeah, yeah. Until next week, two hands on the wheel. Two hands.